minute about a time to begin again. Come on. A time to begin again. I felt this is exactly where we are. Because of where we're going. Amen. And when you get ready to go from one to another, you need to reflect on where you've been. Uh -huh. yes. And to begin again, you got to know where you came from. I didn't say live in it. I just said know where you came from. Amen. And when we begin again now, we have to reflect on where we came from. Amen. In the church, we call it a testimony. All right, Pastor. Come on. I'm going to give you Jesus' testimony. Tell it. He, he, he get ready to do something. He get ready to go from one to another. Come on. But in the midst of going, he let you know where he done came from and where he going. Amen. And so when you begin again in your life, those new things happen in your life. Yes. You need to reflect on where you may be. It's all right. Now, if I get happy, that's because I'm happy. All right. It's all right. If, 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 I, if I, I, I lose it, I'm gone. It's all right. I'll be back. Amen. But I want to begin again. Amen. And the reason why I'm going to shout is because I got a testimony. Let me give you some scriptures. You might shout before I get through reading them. In Luke, I'm going to read all of it. Come on. Chapter 22. Starting at verse 14. Jesus is going to make a transition from old. Now he's going to say, let's begin again. Amen. He says, in the institution of the Lord's Supper, but not only is this the institution of the Lord's Supper, he's getting rid of something and moving to something new. But not only do I want you to think about moving from that to this, I also want to think you to think about it in your own life, where God has started trying to move you from where you are to where he wants you to go. Amen. It says, when our hour came, he sat down with the 12 apostles with him. Then he said to them, with a fervent, that's passion, desire, I desire to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I will no longer eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took the cup and he gave thanks and said, take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say to you, 
I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God had come. Then he took the bread and he gave thanks and he broke it and gave it to him saying, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, he also took the cup after supper, saying, take this cup. It's a new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. But behold, the hand of my betrayer is with me on the table. Truly, the Son of Man goes and has it been determined. But woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. Then he began to question among themselves which of them would do these things. Y'all ever asked that question? Who betrayed him? Have you ever asked your own self, have I betrayed you? Now these, now there was also a dispute, sound like church, among them, as to which of them considers the greatest. And he said to them, the kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them. And those who exercise authority over them are called benefactors. But that word is supposed to have been a word of mutual agreement. But it ended up being tyrants and control over people. But not so among you, on the contrary. He who is the greatest among you let him also, let him be as a younger and has as governed as he has served. For who is greater is who sits at the table and who is served. It is not he who sits at the table, yet I am among you as the one who serves. But you are those who have continued with me in my trials, and I bestow upon you your kingdom. You are kingdom, just as my father bestowed among me. And that you may eat and drink at my table, yes. in my kingdom, yes. and sit on the thrones, judging the 12 tribes yes. of Israel. Amen. 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 Father, we come this day. Let your words have its way. Yes, Father. Let us look at our own selves. Search us. And be able to understand what you're telling us today. Lord, let me be able to digest. And let your words come out of your mouth. And Lord, let me behind that rugged cross hide me. And let your spirit have its way. Yes, Father. Bless your people, Jesus. In your holy name. Tradition 
is the Lord's Supper. But the Lord's Supper had to come from somewhere. It just didn't show up. So Jesus had to do something to transition into something else. So he celebrated Passover with them one more time. It's just like us with the Lord's Supper. We then got into the habit of just going through the motions because it's first Sunday and we want the Lord's Supper. But Jesus wanted to make sure that when they transition from the Passover to the Lord's Supper, that they understand a significant change is about to happen. Something is not going to be the same today as it was yesterday. There's going to be a different way of doing this as you did for thousands and thousands of years since the death angel passed over the doors of Moses. Now you don't have a deaf angel. Now you got an angel that's going to give you life and life more abundantly. You was already dead. But now you're going to be alive not because of the Passover. It's because of my blood. Jesus is saying we're not functioning the same way as we used to function. It's time to begin again. But part of that testimony is this. Where were you when God came into your life? What did God have to do to get you to pay attention to him in your life? When I got here 10 years ago, I was dead, even though I was a pastor. But life had took its toll. Come on, Pastor. And when I came to this wounded, beat up, and wondering was the ministry was ever gonna come back and grow again. Sitting there ten years ago, God brought me to Miss Paul and said to me, Watch me as I work in your life. He said, it's time to begin again. He said, you were dead, but now you're going to come alive. He said that you thought that it was over, but it was just a new beginning. He said, don't you worry about what happened then. You start worrying about what happens now. Because what you thought was over was just beginning. You know, sometimes you need to die to self. So that something new can grow up in you. Sometimes God needs to kill you so that he can live in you. You know, it's not bad to go ahead and die and then let the Lord resurrect you. It's not bad to go ahead and just let God have his way. See, many of us are very hard-headed. Sometimes God got to flat kill you. But he ain't going to just kill you just to kill you. He going to kill you and bring you back again. From God. And better than that. Jesus said, I'm about to die. But when I come back, (laughs) he said, when I come back, 
you see me like this. But when I come back, you're going to see me in my you're going to see me in my glory. That's why it's good to die. What you're holding on to. Because once you ever die, God will rise you back up. And he'll give you everything. Ten years ago, when I got to Miss Paul, I said, Lord, if you give it back to me, I'll do it better than I did it before. I said, Lord, if you give it back to me, I'll love harder than I ever loved before. Lord, if you give it back to me, I'll suffer for whatever I got to suffer for. Lord, if you give it back to me, I'll do it for free for as long as you want me to do it for free. Lord, if you just give it back to me, I'll let you have your way in my life. I'll dedicate my life back unto you because if you do it again, I'm going to rejoice. That's why you don't give up. Even though life seems like it doesn't beat you down, you don't give up. Even though you don't seem like you can get through it, don't you give up. Don't you think that God ain't with you? Because if you his child, don't you give up. Because God is going to do what God needs to do. Don't you give up. If you're on the back side of the desert, it's all right. Don't you give up. If you're sitting at the Red Sea and you don't know which way to go, don't you give up. If you're sitting at Mount Sinai and they have built forward Ozzy and they all around, don't you give up. If the enemy doesn't surround you and you don't know what to do, don't you give up. Don't remind. Uh -huh. You do this. Uh -huh. 
can't no devil do. What I did it count, no demon can do. What I did it count, no angel can do. What I did at Calvary, nothing on this earth can do. So you'll do this. In remembrance of what I did. Because I'm taking from the old. And I'm going to take it to the new. Miss Paul, in 15 days, he done took it from this. And he going to take it to that. When we get over there, we going to do it a whole new way. You going to remember the way it used to be. But don't you just stay there. Because God said, did it over here. I'm going to do it over there. But you're going to do it in a different way. The same God that was there with Moses is the same God that's there with Paul. The same God that was there with Paul is the same God that's here today. I didn't change yesterday, today, or forever. I am God and God all by myself. See, sometimes you need to examine yourself. Sunday school said, look in the mirror. We don't like the mirror. Even though you got on our bar. <laughs> Mary Kate, <laughs> better cut it out. Greasing for me, <laughs> just for me. <laughs> Even though you didn't change yourself, <laughs> what fascinates me about Facebook? I watch them do the makeup things on them women, and by the time they get through with them, she looks so good. It's like, this ain't the same woman. I said, if you take that mask back off, you probably scared of that. Faster. And I just look at her. I go, who in the world? But no, I don't see, but they show me something. That's the same way we are today. Yes, yes, yes. You done got all made up. You faking it like you gonna make it. And you think you gonna go on and get in. But see, you can't change your heart. Not that God change your heart. You can look in the mirror all day and you can sit there and try to fool yourself. But the Bible say look within yourself so that you will know exactly who you are. If you're really good with Jesus, you don't have to get made up. If you're really good with Jesus, you don't need all that makeup. If you're really good with Jesus, and your heart is right, then God says you are beautiful in His eyes. Don't you worry about what the world says. If you look at yourself on, and you let God shine a light on you, yeah. you look better than you ever thought. You get in the mirror and say, I look good. My hair might be falling out, but I still look good. Yeah. My face may be wrinkling up, 
examine yourself. Yes, Pastor. And you'll be honest with yourself. You can tell somebody that I'm all right. Life may be hard, but I'm all right. That's it. That's it. Death may be knocking on the door, but I'm all right. I'm all right. They may be trying to put me in prison, but I'm all right. I'm all right. Because when I can look at myself and examine myself, and God declare me righteous, and God declare me holy, and God justifies my sin, I don't have to worry about what nobody says. All I got to worry about is what Jesus said. Jesus said, this is my blood, and it was given to you. Forgiveness of your sin. And long as I can confess, and long as I'm forgiven, I look good, real good, in the eyes of Jesus. Because I don't need no makeup. I don't need no reason for it. I can just let my light shine. thinking that you don't need to confess it. And when you let mercy and grace have its way, you don't worry no longer about walking in condemnation. Because then you know victory is yours. Have you ever felt the Holy Spirit Oh, I know that I'm talking to someone. Have you ever felt the Holy Spirit? That, that, that when you got down on your knees and you said, Father, forgive me. And you sat there and said, You know all that I've done that day. Can you forgive me? Lord, I didn't walk perfectly in your way. Give me. Then when you learn that the Holy Spirit just whisper on somebody, just whisper in your ear, and He's saying, "Son, your sin are forgiven. How about get up?"
spared you to come on and do what he needs you to do. It's a new beginning. It's a new day. It's a new time. It's a new God. It's a new life. It's a new resurrection. He is buried. It made it so good. What made it so, so good. It's when death shows up. It has stared you in the face. And sometimes you want to go. But God says, if you stay here and do what I need you to do, I'm going to show you my glory. He said, I'm going to wipe away your tears. And I'm going to give you power that you never dreamed you had. And this is the part I loved about you. Every dream that I gave you is going to come true. I'm going to walk you through everything I done put in you. You thought that was a fairy tale because you thought life was over. But see, when you get a new beginning, you gotta be, don't be like Hezekiah. When God gave me 14 more years, he acted a plum fool. Well, see, don't do that. Because when he answers your prayer, he answers them for a reason. That ain't for you to go act the fool. That's for you to do what he done told you to do. And you've been praying for a car, and the car show up. That ain't for you to act the fool. Don't take the old with you. 
That's right. Come on, Pastor. He says, when you decide to start doing it my way, not only am I going to give it back to you, I can quote the Bible on this one. He said, I'm not only going to give it back to you, but I'm going to give it back exceedingly and abundantly and beyond your wildest imagination.
If I had something to say, like all these beautiful young people, and I know you don't know, and if you admit you don't know, then you don't know. Amen. But if you just stop where you are and say to Jesus, I'm ready to start all over again. Yes. He don't care if you ate 18, 28, 38, 48, 58, 68, 78, 88, 98, 108, 118. And if you happen to be 120, he still don't care. You can stop all over again.
And the spirit of the Lord is upon us. And he's ready. He's ready. He's ready. He's ready. He's ready. 